Hello and welcome to Flamenco Attitude. This is the weekly, well, almost weekly, we know, almost weekly podcast that brings you all things flamenco. And if you have listened to our previous episodes, you will know that we explore topics, variety of topics, such as flamenco cinema, for example. Very recently, we explored even an archive of flamenco films that are in between cinema and documentaries. We looked into even Flamenco Kitchen and of course the more traditional things that we talk about in Flamenco like dancing, uh, singing and uh, how people dress so the fashion of Flamenco and of course the lives of the great artists. We uh, talked about Paco de Lucia for example, we've talked a lot about young artists as well. So please refer to the previous episode, we would love for you to explore them if you haven't just yet. I would like to say before, uh, of course, we go into today's episode. Hello, welcome and thank you to our audience in Panama and Croatia. As always, we are delighted beyond belief of how we reach people in different countries that we uh, honestly, uh, personally, I didn't know that there is interest uh, so much in such a variety of countries throughout the world towards what we do. So thank you very much. Uh, if you ever would like to talk to us, uh, you can do it via Twitter, at FlamencoPod is where we are. And you can also email us, culturepodcasts at gmail.com. Everything will be in the description below um, the, this episode. So please check it out. Talk to us. We'd love to, um, we'd love to share the love with you. So we have discussed many things and we have discussed posters and art as such, but we had never, we have never so far gone into depth of what flamenco is in art and how art represents flamenco and um, the life of flamenco people. So today, by the way, big, big surprise, we're not going to have Marcos. He's literally, literally as we speak, exiting the room. Uh, today, we're going to feature his uh, incredible wife, um, I would say partner in everything that he does as well, flamenco related, Frida, uh, who is an artist um, and uh, she has explored Andalusia uh, alongside Marcos. And today we're going to talk about flamenco art uh, and also how she sees it, uh, some interesting insights on uh, flamenco throughout the centuries as well. I was represented in art and we're going to have honestly a lot of fun because I'm really excited for the prospect of having yeah. a new co-host. So without any further ado, let's dive into our dedicated episode on flamenco art. Now, Freddie, I think it's fair for us to start with an introduction to you um, as an artist. Would mm -hmm. you like to tell us more about uh, how you became an artist first, I guess? How I became an artist, but yes. you don't become an artist. You are you know, an artist, of you're course. Born you just, you, yeah, you just, well, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> no, that's a bit silly. No, I've always drawn and yeah. uh, been obsessed with uh, colors and patterns yeah. and things like that from my my very first memory that I have as a human being is yeah. seeing a sitting on a patterned floor that my father had laid out you know what like a, a, a check a check field so just yeah. these black and white things and that's my first memory 
Yeah. Uh, I was always a bit uh, obsessed with yeah. visuality. Yeah. I, th- I think all of us can relate in our very first years being obsessed with something. Uh, something it, yeah. it, either it's dancing or uh, art or singing or music in mm. some sort. And um, you have actually, um, way before you encountered Marcos on your way, you have been... Uh, practicing flamenco in a, in a way. Uh, in a way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was uh, like all uh, small girls. And yeah. I, uh, I was doing some dance classes in community centers. And yeah. then I, th- I don't, I can't remember who found it out, but I, I think my mum must have found it out that in a local school, yeah. they were also doing flamenco lessons. Oh. Yeah. So we were in this uh, uh, giant gymnasium uh, that we normally had sports in. Yeah. And I had to do uh, what I can only explain is uh, thumping with the um, with the heels. Yeah. So I did that for. I love that part. About, <laughs> yes, about sort of six weeks, I think. I don't know what happened. Why I can't remember why I didn't continue with it yeah. or if the classes didn't go on. Yeah. I only know that since that they, uh, in my family, I'm known a little bit as the elephant because I always thump with my feet. Yeah. Well, yeah. you could I don't do any flamenco you, dancing, by no, the way. No. But I'm too you, embarrassed about that when, I'm, when we're in, uh, I, I, in I Andalusia. I don't think you should because you've done more than the average person in terms of flamenco dancing. I mean, six weeks is not, you know, it is a good yeah, amount of time. But we, we only learned how to make a lot of noise with your heels. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> That's what I could do. That's what I could do even now without practice. But yeah, so you, uh, in a way, uh, abandoned dancing, but you didn't abandon um, the culture. Uh, no, well, I... Uh, Not the idea, at least. I was, yeah. I was very much into music, but yeah. sort of... Sort of um, uh, I used to sing in uh, semi-professional choirs, uh, but that was more um, sort of modern classical music. Yeah. We did do, I, I remember we did do one, uh, a piece by um, Manuel La Falla, yeah. uh, which is accompanied by a guitarist. And I remember that our, uh, the director of our uh, choir he had this guitarist in, but the guitarist couldn't uh, manage to get over the uh, the choir. Yeah. So we had to get another one in that was a real flamenco guitarist. So now you've heard Marcos play, yeah. and then you can make a lot of noise on the guitar. Yeah. So that is one of my other memories that I have been introduced to. Um, I mean, Manuel La Falla isn't really, is not flamenco, but you know. Yeah, uh, of course. It was a flamenco guitar, that at least. And then so. I uh, I used to go to a film art house and with a friend of mine we had this kind of you know where you, how you when you're a student yeah, you um, you explore things you explore yeah. things and we had this kind of pact that we would um, choose a film and then take each other to to these films so yeah. we went to Bengo and I was absolutely obsessed with Bengo yeah. so I. Uh, used to play it. Uh, I used to play music anyway when I was uh, painting, mm. and 
but Bengo came became my favorite go-to track to uh, yeah. paint. So especially the the really large paintings that you've seen, those are all painted with uh, listening mm-hmm. to Bengo. Yeah, no. I mean it's it's a haunting track. It is. Um, yes. If you if you go back to our um, flamenco cinema episode, we do talk more extensively about the film itself. So I'm going to try and include a little. Uh, musical choice for whoever's right, listening to yeah. us on Spotify, so you can get into the mood that um, Frida was where she was painting mm. her paintings. Well, actually, and you maybe or you have, you've seen some of my paintings, and I like combining uh, uh, something that's that's on the fir- surface seems to be very peaceful, but then uh, yeah. underneath the surface there are there's all kinds yes. of threatening well, things. You do have mm. a painting with two crocodiles, yes. and in the beginning, I was I wasn't thinking, oh, there is a potential uh, threat <laughs> there for one of them, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, mm. well, n- nothing in, in art. If, if there is no conflict in, in art, it's not art, I suppose. Mm. There has to be something. Yeah. Well, so you have to say something. Yeah. You have to definitely. Yeah. Um, and then later on, you uh, kind of became more uh, familiar, I suppose, with flamenco, and even uh, got introduced by Marcos too, yes. uh, someone that we do, uh, our icon that we talk about on the yes, podcast. Yes, I think I, I went, because I I went back to flamenco, but that is totally uh, Marcos's fault. Yeah. Well, it's of his course inspiration. It yeah. And I'm very grateful for that, because yeah. I'd lost uh, a bit of Touch, my music yeah. obsession. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, part of my life used to be... Uh, lots and lots of music and that's now back in my life which I'm very happy with so yeah and I still do a lot of uh, I now do when when we're in Andalusia and Marcos is uh, practicing then I often do uh, um, sketches yeah just being inspired by the music uh, just just painting as like sort of you know reacting on the on the music uh, yeah and and of course you do uh, I think it's fair to say almost all the art for the um, uh, festivals and gigs that he's put uh, on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I do all the designing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, often I use uh, these sketches that I make in, in Andalusia. I use that in my... They, they, they find their way uh, onto the posters. So either in the background or people that I've... Um, that that have made little sketches of us that were singing or playing or you know, yeah those things find their way back in my uh, in my posters yeah but it's not only that when we started doing these um, uh, flamenco festivals in Coventry University we had the idea of also combining it with uh, exhibitions. So then I started researching, uh, the first one we did was on festivals, then we had one on posters, we had an exhibition on photography, so if you want to, we could do a podcast on photography Definitely, and Definitely, I would love that. Yeah. And we had one, but you talked about that, uh, about um, things in Flamenco, yeah. 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 Various the small things. moons, yeah. 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 That was a good one. Yeah, so I I did a lot of research there too. Yeah. 
you have done a more research, I suppose, on the art side than uh, than Marcos even, because he is more, I suppose, on the people's side or music Mar- side. Marcos is not very interested in visual art. That's just between you, me, and, and whoever's listening. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's well. So when we're in Andalusia and we go in, and there's there's a nice museum, yeah. he goes into a bar, and I go into yeah. the nice museum. I, I I'm do, very I, happy with that because otherwise I'll just get oh, it's boring. I suspected so. Yeah. I suspected so. Uh, well, let's actually talk about the art then, because you you have c- collected an incredible presentation, at, at least in my view, um, of what we're going to go through today. But uh, just looking at uh, some things, it was very interesting to me to find out that um, one of the uh, pieces by Francisco Goya mm-hmm. dates back to early 19th century, so 1820. Yeah. And you're going to tell me something about Francisco Goya uh, that I personally, I was really surprised by. Yeah. Well, uh, you obviously, maybe you have to take this with a, a bit of salt, but okay. that's what yeah. I found somewhere yeah. in, in his in all his biographies. I've got loads and loads of books on, on Goya. I love Goya. Yeah. And he has actually painted loads and loads and, and drawn loads and loads of, especially women with the guitars. Yes, that's now, interesting. I do yeah. know that Marcos has told me that um, in those early days, it was often women that played the guitar. Uh, but you do have to to remember that uh, probably it wasn't the, the pure flamenco that he he, probably, he was more like sort of Andalusian folk. folk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So he might have had influences of uh, flamenco. And if you look at his drawings, I mean, it does look quite flamenco-like, doesn't it? I, I am I am looking at this drawing that you shared with us, and obviously. I probably can find it online and I'll put yeah, the link for our yeah. listeners to see. But yes, it's it's not as, what do we call it, flamenco, flamenco, as we refer to mm. today, but probably the early version, Yeah, you know, as they were starting yeah. So out. the interesting thing that, yeah. uh, that I found was that he, he uh, actually had a guitar. That was very, yeah. I didn't know that. But you also know, because everybody knows that Goya became deaf and was very, very unhappy about yeah. that so yeah so uh, yeah. i suppose drawing was his only escape like uh, a escape from no 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 that was i mean he was he was always he, he started out i said uh, as yeah. an artist and he was, he was an apprentice and or i had to do all these he, he was proper uh proper, but that that yeah. is it, it uh, there there seems to exist this guitar with his initials on the stalk, so yeah, unmistakable guitar, yeah. unmistakable. Uh, built in Cali, so built in Cali, of course, yeah. one of our iconic places. We yeah. talk about them all the time. Um, then an interesting uh, uh, as well thing for me was to find out that there was a painter, an English painter. Yes, yeah, so connected to yeah. He is normally, so John Singer Sargent is normally regarded as an English painter, but he actually isn't English. He, okay. was, he's, he was born in Florence um, uh, and his parents were American, but mm. he never really went to the States. So he, he, yeah. he toured through Europe and he went to, to England and became quite famous there. But when he he became quite interested in the uh, old masters like Velázquez, yeah. So he went to Spain, 
in Andalusia. And that's why it is one of his most famous um, paintings from that period is El Jaleo, where you see this typical, you know, that is really a uh, nice picture that of is, a yeah. flamenco do, isn't it? it yeah? That is. Uh, to, to be honest with you, if you see it from afar, you would confuse it for a photograph. Yeah. This is how well it's done. Mm. And this is, I suppose, more flamenco as we know it today compared to Goya's. Yes, because it's yeah. later, it's 1882. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like so 60 is, years apart. Yeah. This is this is the, the time that the um, the tablao started. So you had these, the, mm. uh, uh, the clubs where, where people could go and, and listen to flamenco, where it kind of started up um, as a more commercial uh, yeah. art. Yeah, you you can actually no, you can definitely see it. Again, I'm going to include a link. But we have the guitars, we have the guitarists, yeah. we have the chairs. You know the traditional straight back chairs uh, that I can I can never sit on for like more than ten minutes because yeah, you need it. those because otherwise you can't play. No, I understand, but I, if if I sit down to relax on it, I won't be able to relax. But it's not singing, for relaxation. Is and it? you're also going. You you got to realize that when you're singing, you can't be sitting in a nice. Uh, Armchair. Uh, armchair or the sofa upright to yeah. you let your voice work properly yeah yeah so you know when you see uh cameron singing and he's always with his arms yeah. like this yeah yeah so that is to open up your his chest, chest. Yeah. and also to to help have your uh using your diaphragm yeah so so you have a good you know. well i have to say this is probably from the old paintings this is the first one that i see all this very well yeah. captured yeah. and of course we have the dancer in the middle yeah uh, and it's which all the, the atmosphere too yeah like the, the <clears throat> shadows and the uh the guests, the guests going the, wild there in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah. No, inc- to me, from the collection that you have done, this is probably mm. the most impressive one because it, it is just a, a moment in time, but a really well mm. put together. So I, I really love that one. Mm. Um, and then we're moving on to talking about um, an interesting... Yeah, you're finding it out. But uh, interesting, uh, Julio Romero Torres. Yeah, so this De is Torres. one uh, of Marcos's favorites. Uh, we can see already. why. <laughs> Again, you, will you can see already, already hear in my voice that it is not my favorite. You know, these these, <laughs> these very kitschy um, uh, drawings and paintings of uh, gypsy girls. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... In, uh, this is a slightly better version of it. I'm sorry, I'm not very keen on Mr. Torres, but He's there are Cordoba, a lot of people though. very, yeah. very, very keen on him because he has done lots and lots of um, uh, paintings on flamenco. And interestingly, also, his paintings were used in uh, Carlos Sara's uh, films. Yeah. Uh, um, for instance, in the flamenco, flamenco, there is a whole sequence where you see blown up um, uh, posters of these these paintings by uh, Torres. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's why people find them so appealing because they're not, because you say kitschy, yeah, they're not as minimalistic, they're not as, they're, they're really in your face type of thing with I the colors and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it is a bit, you know, it, it's of its time also, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's very romantic and, and all that 
stuff, yeah. Yeah. So very, very big eyes, um, the whole the the whole color scheme, uh, the sort of narrative that that you can see, uh, voluptuous women, women yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, people, yeah. people no, like he, that half-naked too... women, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, are, that one that would be first on the guitar, <laughs> as you can see in this one. Yeah. I mean, it, it. To be fair, naked or in the state of dress, it will not affect your guitar yeah. playing. So don't worry if you're playing only with dress. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it won't affect it. But it's also interesting that he's from Cordoba, which is we've spoken to him about mm. different places. And yeah. Cordoba is more of the academic place. Yes, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So maybe because for me, this is kind of although it's not that bad, this is a kind of a an example of there are there is some uh, visual art made with flamenco as uh, as its inspiration mm. that I find very deplorable. Right. Well, very terrible. Uh, <laughs> horrible uh, depictions of Cameroon. Mm. Where he's got a distorted a face. You, you've seen it. <laughs> I've yeah. seen a few. Yeah. Very gory. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the, the stuff that some people do. Yeah. Well, the good thing about art is that it's open to interpretation and in, in, the, in that sense where you, if you don't like it, you know, that doesn't mean it's terrible. If you like it, doesn't mean it's good sort of thing. Yes, I wouldn't. Uh, normally, I would, I would agree with you. But these, I'm now talking about people that uh, think they can paint, if I may say so. I mean, yeah. normally, I would say, of course. I mean, I, I do a lot of teaching of art, and I yeah. always say yeah. everybody can make art. But then, some people do manage to make very bad art. I'm afraid. I've, I've, <laughs> yes. Well, again, I've had this. Um, that's slightly off topic, but I've had yeah. this conversation with a lot of people. I call it the, the kind of the rating of artistic expression. So to me, people will really know, let's say if you can't sing, everyone will say that person can't yeah. sing. If you play badly, some people will not notice. Some people will still carry on. Oh, that's, you know, that's musical expression, right? If you draw or paint badly, yeah. that's really open to interpretation mm. to me. It's like yeah. it, different people will tell you different things. Yeah, well, so. that's, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, but that's... That yeah. I'd, uh, but for me, for me there, there, there is a limit. Let's yeah, <laughs> there is, no, yeah. I'm, I'm personally, I'm not a fan of a black square, and that's uh, that's oh, well, we well, there you go. For you, it is. is so that's see, different, different matter. Different yeah. people I mean, tell you different we things. We have a whole other other po uh, podcast about that. Like, we because, we definitely you know, could. What I'm it's in the making. Yeah. Is is um, uh, people that are wouldn't even call themselves artists, mm. yeah? yeah, and that make. Uh, uh, try to copy a photo of Cameron and then sell it on the internet and just make a horrible, horrible mm -hmm. mashup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I can understand. Yeah. We, anyway, we, let's, let's we agree on that. Talk, we yeah, agree on that. Stop, yeah. um, there is some <clears> really <throat> horrible stuff. There, well, I mean, there, there's with every art, but um, yeah. Next up on the list is Antonio Saura. Yeah, I put him there because Carlos and Antonio yeah, are brothers. brothers. I know. 
as you know, often these things uh, happen in families. Yeah? So there are a lot of uh, um, artists that uh, do all kinds of things, designing, mm -hmm. designing posters, but also um, painting, uh, oil paintings or whatever you have. But also write poetry yeah. or design theatre sets or do films. Or singers yeah. or, or they players. combine it, yeah. the, as so the, the, the two brothers here, so Carlos, yeah. uh, obviously um, used his the, the knowledge of his brother for these things. But, and and uh, uh, Antonio, his brother, who is a really good uh, painter and designer? So I he, love that yeah. design we're looking at. The yeah. distorted guitar, I call yeah. it. Yeah, this this was the for the Biennale in uh, Sevilla. Yeah, when it when the uh, uh, the topic was the guitar, you know that they they changed they changed topics. Yeah. yeah, so that's a very beautiful one. That is it? a yeah. brilliant one. I love yeah. it. And it is yeah. Uh, it doesn't even say that it's. I think. It just says ceviche, doesn't it? And then, then it says el toque, which means yeah. the guitar. So it's very sparse for a uh, flamenco um, poster. Normally, posters are far more intricate and, and flashier. Yeah. yeah, like the one that we're the, looking the, right now. Yeah, the next one, um, uh, Rafael Alberti. Yeah. Uh, so here, do you have talked about these things? Because this this is all about the, the posters that were made for flamenco. Because ob obviously that is where you find the most yeah. art coming into, and where also you have this thing that I find it very interesting. One of the reasons why I love flamenco is yeah. that it is an art that encompasses everything. Yeah. So it's and you have a beautiful word for this. Yeah, we call this, this, no, it's not my word, no, it's Bertolt Brecht's word. Mm -hmm. It's called Gesamtkunst. Oh, in, so it's uh, art that is encompasses all. Yeah. yeah. So as fl uh, uh, flamenco artists always say, flamenco is a way of living. Yeah. It's, it uh, invades all parts of your life. Um, but it's not a thing that only exists in flamenco, although I think flamenco is a very good example. Of it is a brilliant yeah. example. Uh, I personally, and of course I need to do research, I haven't mm -hmm. done nearly as much research as you, but I have. Uh, I can't name another art that has literally all, like every single... Uh, every single aspect of life is captured. That to me, it's incredible. And I enjoyed a booklet. There's a whole booklet of these that Marcos has shown me yeah. from the Biennale. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that was probably the most. I don't know. There is something to it mm -hmm. because I I don't really like the the dancing ones. I like the guitar ones. And they there was one. It was really proper artistic, but like like an old painting done. Um, I need I need to remember what that was. That was one of the final ones. Yeah, okay. It was it was literally done, that like one. an old painting. Yeah. Uh, we can go through it again. Yeah. Anyway, do, do you want me? Because I think you know what you said. You can't think of another art that is uh, like the, the examples because what what it is is more. So it was coined. This this term was coined by Bertolt Brecht in yeah. the uh, in the twenties, nineteen twenties. When it was a, also a kind of a political movement to bring art nearer to life, eh? and it yeah. was all very left-wing people who did that. Yeah. And actually, you see, 
this in flamenco also you know you had uh, this Bunuel and uh, people that were very uh, um, in with the republic and they and later on also uh, uh, artists that were very politically uh, involved yeah and did all all these different kind of arts um so they, they, they kind of brought it together in themselves, like Bertolt Brecht did a lot of uh, uh, theatre mm-hmm. stuff, but then he also wanted to have uh, very spe- spe- specific decors and things like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But these, so these artists were, are often, it's, that's quite uh, remarkable. And influential, actually. yeah. I mean, they, they're probably influenced... Um, even artistic movements today to this yeah. day is still valid yeah so it's absolutely incredible to me to see the history of how that happened mm-hmm. um now again we're talking about uh two uh, are they brothers joaquin and emilio yes there's another that, there's set, of other, brothers, yeah. set of brothers uh where they the, who who also combine their forces in a, it's a design um agency yeah uh, he makes Joaquin is the uh, uh, the artist, official artist, and Emilio is a photographer who's done loads and loads of beautiful uh, photographs of singers that were also used then in posters that were designed by Joaquin. So you yeah. see how these things work. Visual mm-hmm. art, visual yeah. arts combined. Yeah. Um, and uh, I see on the list also something I'm really familiar with because uh, that was described by Marcos as uh, one of the most incredible posters. He loves because this poster. He loves yeah. this poster. Yeah. I've seen it many times. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to talk to me about Francisco Galvan's art. Yeah. So he is right, one, one of the uh, typical, so very politically engaged, the communist. Uh, he wrote a lot of lyrics for Minese. And mm-hmm. and he was a painter, um, uh, but you could you could it's interesting this because uh, I think Marcus has, has talked about what makes a poster a flamenco poster. Yeah? You have to have the yeah you have to have uh, something depicting yeah. uh, the guitar on it, singer, uh, and then something lurking in the background is always very good. Um, he told me back then the mother figure is yeah, there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the matriarch. Yeah, it's a be- it is a beautiful poster, this. Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, See, I I would have I would have never combined because uh, he's an interesting case, uh, Galvan, because he's a painter and somebody who actually writes lyrics. Yeah, yeah. See, this type of combination I don't see often. Well, uh, they, Alberti is Alberti, also a, also talk, a yeah. poet. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I said. So lots of these uh, people, especially, so they're they're all from sort of you know the um, they were young artists at the beginning of the the republic. Yeah, and that's where I think uh, these these things became very, if you want, fashionable. Yeah, that you you would do you would dab in all the arts. You would, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anybody who would like to be anybody will try everything. <laughs> yes. I love that well, idea. why not? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then we've got um, a female on the list, Isabel Valle Ayon. Yeah, so uh, I thought we, we, we need to have a we need female artist in it, yeah. not, not only half-naked. Um, uh, 
I mean, girls it's, it's good for a bit of a <laughs> diversion. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, the, these, these posters are these flamenco posters are normally commissions that are, uh, that are like a competition. So you they, you have to bid for it and uh, send in your idea, and then a committee will choose who is going to make uh, that year's poster. So this is mostly for the for the festivals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in uh, two thousand thirteen, uh, it was this Isabel Ayon. I don't really know how to pronounce her name. I've never met her. And she's done yet. a really nice, actually, uh, painting of uh, Diego. Um, but what I found interesting when I uh, looked it up, because they have you have to uh, also um, have a little write-up about your ideas and mm. why you did the, the concept, poster as yeah. you did. Yeah. yeah, And in that write-up uh, was uh, her saying, flamenco is where art connects with lives. That is the see. essence. Oh, yeah. I love that. I absolutely... Yeah. And, and she is probably the most... Um, she created a sentence that summarizes it best, yeah, yeah. I think. I love that. And this is, of course, uh, is that Diego del uh, Gastor? It is Diego, yeah. Diego yeah. del Gastor. I, I think beautiful uh, painting for yeah. what it is. Um, so that is 2013, very recent yeah. in in comparison to the previous mm-hmm. that we talked about. Yeah, we've got to move on a little bit. Patricio Hidalgo. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I personally, that this is one of my favorite posters, right. yeah. the one that we are looking at. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that's the Moron de la Frontera from uh, Cassi 2014. Yeah. And he is actually quite young. He's from, well, young. He's from 1979. What does that make him? He's 40, just over 40. Just over yeah. 40. Um, it, his father is from uh, La Puebla. Mm. Uh, and that is where he now lives also but he he wasn't born there he was born in Ibiza uh, and he is very much into flamenco he also does um, a sort of action painting on flamenco music oh yeah, yeah things like that but and he does a lot of uh, designing of uh, posters yeah uh, he's a he's an interesting figure that I'd like to either meet or so I found out that to, to my shame because we have been to La Puebla that they have actually got a museum of or a gallery of modern art where they have a lot of Hidalgo's stuff yeah. and also of uh, Albertis stuff so I need to go to La Puebla to probably on your own Marcus can sit in the bar and I can go bar, to and you will go and have a good time because yeah. you want to do it um, do you think this is where um, flamenco art will probably moving for, forward will thrive more in posters uh, it's difficult to say yeah. I mean the world has changed so much mm. also with the you know, flamenco's bit on its knees with a the whole uh, pandemic yeah. and not being able to do uh, any flamenco gigs, so then you don't need any posters. I mean, I designed a poster for our festival two years ago that then didn't go ahead. So that poster, I thought, well, can't use that anymore. No. So I had to make a new one. And then maybe our next festival is not going to go ahead and then I have to junk that one yeah. yeah which is a shame 
yeah. it is a shame. So I, I, I will try to research um, after we record actually what's happening online, what mm. people are putting up online in terms of flamenco. But so far from what I've seen on social media, it's yeah. mostly posters for things yeah. that could go ahead. Yeah. Um, hopefully art will not, you know, fall too much behind. Yeah. Like actual art. Mm. Uh, are there any uh, flamenco-related sculptures? I suppose they are. Mm, not that I know of, actually. Yeah. No. Probably not one of the most popular. Oh, well, mm. th- there are sculptures of flamenco artists. I think we've seen yes. them. So there is a oh, little yeah. bit of that. I mean, there are... There are what I said to you about uh, these terrible paintings, you also have very terrible <laughs> sculptures as well. <laughs> now, There's one hanging up in, now, Monte, in with, Monteca in Kai. That is, yeah, it's just I beyond, can't look but, at it, really. Right. But see, I think with sculpture is worse than with drawing because you will definitely know when somebody has done a bad job. Mm-hmm. Like it will look yeah. like a blob yeah. of, of an imitation. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. It happens, I suppose. And yes, I wanted to talk to you about, you called it a moment of illumination. Oh, yeah. Uh, at some point. No, it's, it's good no, to bring it to here. Say that. Yeah. It's good okay. to bring it here because we reflected, I guess, on the actual uh, work hmm. of people. Yeah. Well, it's, this is a very, it's, it's sort of embarrassing, you know, it's the, you know, this, uh, everybody must have, had this at some stage in his or her life that you suddenly understand something yeah you, know? you get yeah. this illumination moment yeah so i was interested in flamenco and then uh, marco showed me a lot of things uh, flamenco and i went to a lot of concerts and gigs and listened to him playing the guitar and i all found it very fascinating yeah but this moment came when i uh, we were in la isla and uh, in the, the uh, La Peña de Camarón. Who else? I mean, yeah. best place. Well, that, Peña, well, that Peña is not such a wonderful place, but, you know, it is It's, it it's is a Peña dedicated thing. to Camarón. Yeah. It is, yeah. And I was sitting outside, um, smoking a cigarette, as you do. I was sitting on the, on the stairs, and it was the... Uh, the witching hour. You know what the witching hour is? Twelve or three o'clock it's in, the, when it's, in the night? It's when the, no, it's when the... Uh, it's, it's the moment of surrealist light. Ah. Yeah? So it's always... So you have it especially in, in Andalusia uh, in the summer when it's uh, nearly... When dusk is falling yeah? mm. and you get this very blue skies and everything becomes like um, surreal because it's everything is very sharp yeah. so it's because of the the lights going in a certain angle mm. so you get very sharp uh, uh, and crisp edges to everything and the colors are very weird mm. and I was listening to Cameroon blasting out of the thing, and I was looking to these weird palms and the weird uh, weird skies and just something you know how flamenco is often about um, uh, nature and, and the feeling the connection that you yeah. can have, feel to that and you but also the connection to to Andalusia to the yeah. and just suddenly everything fell together yeah. like a little 
jigsaw puzzle. Like a little puzzle. Finished. Oh, that must have been an incredible. It must have been a moment for a couple of seconds. You just stood still. Yeah, well, taking it in. I I try always to stand still at that specific moment when the, the the sky turns ridiculously. Uh, blue at mm. the f- you know eight what was it it's probably like sort of in the summer eight o'clock at night or something mm. and, and of course yeah. the, the the light that's what I think you've told me that uh, that's why a lot of painters went to Andalusia the light yeah. is very pure yeah it's very um, it is very crisp crisp yeah, yeah. yeah. so very. they seek after this light yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that is, I mean, if, if there are artists out there, you can write to us and tell us if you've had an illumination moment like <laughs> this, because, you know, everyone has a personal experience. Mm. So it yeah. will be amazing to hear. Um, and I think what we agreed on, Freddie, is to end on a little bit of bloopers kind of section, <laughs> where we talk about your life. With of course a flamenco artist, oh, yeah. <laughs> so mm. the, flo- the floor it. is yours <laughs> to, to, to give us a little bit of outtakes uh, and behind the scenes and uh, all that okay. sort of thing. Well, what you need to do when you're the the, the part of, the, uh, of a flamenco guitar or flamenco artist, yeah. so number one, um, have an enormous <laughs> amount of patience. <laughs> yeah. What often happens when we're in Andalusia? We go and. Uh, walk around, see all kinds of stuff, end up in the bar, and then Marcos has got his guitar with him. Then somebody in the bar will say, Hey, oh yeah, you are un flamenco, no? And then Marcos will say, So the muggins here has to go walk to uh, the other end of town, to our hotel or to our lodgings and get the guitar. I mean, other end of town doesn't even sound that bad. You have to climb up and down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. if it's a straight line, that's not too bad. But if it's (laughs) vertical, (laughs) if it's vertical. um, And also, uh, you have to, I suppose, put up with uh, random uh, flamenco expressions on the guitar day and night. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Or just put up with flamenco day and night. Yeah. Because although I... Uh, really love flamenco it does sometimes get a bit too much I'm afraid yeah sometimes it is you know when we've had even Marcos is sometimes saying that when we've been for instance when we've been in Moron for more than four days and it has been relentless flamenco (laughs) from uh, eight o'clock in the morning when Marcos tunes up his guitar till uh Three o'clock at night when mm. we decide to go uh, find uh, our beds. And it can get a bit too much, I'm afraid. You feel like tuning into the top 40 or something. <laughs> no, I just want to <laughs> just some peace and quiet. Yeah. And listen to the birds or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I asked him, I think a few times, uh, It's. I think it's impossible, but if you could choose a favorite place in Andalusia, because you have, you have drawn a lot of incredible New Year's, always you draw cards yeah. from different, but if you could choose a, a specific well, my sp- My yeah. favorite place in Andalusia? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I, that's terrible to say that, because then... Because I have to choose between two then. Can I have two favourite Of course you places? can. So clo- it will be a close tie between... Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, Kai. Yeah. I love Kai. It's just... That is because... This is also a, a painter's opinion. Because 
you know Cadiz because you've been there yeah. yourself. So yeah. it's an, it's an island in the middle of the ocean, yeah. which means that the light is even purer. Than, yeah, we're on the beach. All that water and the wind uh, that goes into the air, and it kind of breaks the the the, the light gets so even more clearer there and more. Um, more bright and yeah. I would even call it translucent, translucent. that's almost. a good word I yeah. guess so yeah. yeah so that's why and apart from that it's just a beautiful city and the, and I love the people yeah. and I love the food and we've got friends there that I, I really love but then um, when did we go to Benadalit first it wasn't too you know that ago. I because I insisted on uh Every year, going because Marcus always goes to the same place. He goes to Moron, he goes to Kai, and to Moron and to Kai. And you were like, yeah. no, enough of that. Enough. Can <laughs> we have a variety one here? One yeah. thing every year, one thing that we go to another pueblo. Yeah. So that uh, about I think now seven seven years ago or something, uh, I chose Benadolid. And uh, this is a very small uh, village, uh, about 30 kilometers south of uh, Ronda. And that is just, it is just such a lovely village. I mean, if there is any place that I would want to live, it would be in Benadolid. And Cadiz is a bit too expensive. I'd like to even come. You could get a bit too expensive. (laughs) So I just wanted to say that I massively look forward to your yearly uh, Feliz Año Nuevo uh, card. It's done already. It's done. Well, I look forward to it when I receive it because, and I think with your permission, we're going to put a Feliz Año Nuevo on our Twitter from you. Of course, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. We enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us for uh, probably the, the the most fun episode that I've done so really? far because it was a bit... oh bless oh, oh my god he's looking at me that's, that's not fair oh bless oh. well I really enjoyed that because um, I haven't done an episode with anyone else and mm. Freddie was incredible talking about art and history of art in flamenco and flamenco people appearing in art in different forms uh, also about her adventure her relations to the culture uh, and her uh, bit, a little bit of her adventures here and there. Um, we are going to feature Marcus again. Don't worry for whoever missed it, but I'm going to invite Freddie again at some point, especially talking about photography. Maybe hmm. that would be a good idea. But until the next time, whether you listen to, play, or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat.